Yeah, I'm ready whenever. Three, two, one. We are back. Episode 87 of the MLS Podcast. I'm here. Jason's here. Jason, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a little while, so I'm happy to get back into it. Uh, first podcast of 2019, so that's exciting. Yeah. And I, had, I didn't get to wish you a happy holidays and a happy new year, so happy holidays and a happy new year to you, Jason. Yep, to you as well, and I hope all of our listeners had a good holiday season. Now, before we get started, I want to ask you how you're feeling about the Chicago Fire offseason so far. Um, not so good. <laughs> Gotta say, not so good. I uh, see some signings here and there and see some uh, people that were sort of losing, and I mean, we're going to get into our you know best and worst signings of the of the last couple week or whatever but uh it just seems like there's two we've lost a lot of uh key defenders a uh, couple guys in midfield it's just been uh it's been an off season that i'm just waiting for them to make me confident i guess <laughs> every day it's like it's like refresh refresh what did they do oh <laughs> nothing again all right <laughs> Hey, Velko's but, uh, back for a few more years, though, so watch out. I I mean, I'm not opposed to having him back for a couple. I think it's two more years, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I'd rather them commit to somebody and, like, be at least confident in their manager or whatever instead of just possibly hiring a new guy and then getting a new guy next year if we suck again. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I, I hope they can fill at least, like, half of these holes in our team. Just like I feel like we're a boat, you know, that's like slowly sinking and like a bunch of, you know, like in the cartoons where they like start plugging a hole and then a new one opens and they yeah. have to plug that. That's what I feel like the fire are right now. That's <laughs> that's my analogy for the episode. And the fire seemed to have been like that since like 2003, though. So I mean, <laughs> it's it's been a few holes since 2003. And then there and then there was uh, last year where they just, or I guess now two seasons ago, where they somehow managed to plug a bunch of holes and then. Just all burst through again. <laughs> well, we're back underwater. We're back underwater. You might have a big hole uh, pop up soon if uh, Steven Gerrard decides to buy Matt Polster. But there could be some money. I, so. I have seen. I have seen too much about that floating around, <laughs> and I can tell you right now that has not made me comfortable in any way. Well, look. I mean, the positive is it's money. The negative is you lose a top right back in major. I also soccer. don't really have the confidence in them spending the money correctly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, some of the moves they've made and like, we'll, we'll, we'll jump right into that. Just haven't been good. So you don't have to give me a, a fire move, but we're going to go through our, uh, two positive or two favorite signings from the last week. And our one shit signing of the week, you can give <laughs> me your signings in any order you want to give it to me. I'll let you go first though. So it's, it's kind of ironic because we were just talking about the fire. Um, and I guess like this isn't them. So my uh, worst kind of offseason signing, which technically the fire aren't signing, it's Michael DeLue Ooh, signing like with it. MNFC. Um, obviously, like, the fire aren't signing anyone, but they're losing him. And I think he's, he's, a, he's a great player. And, I mean, maybe this is good for his career, but it, it kills the fire, really, in – it's just like another, like we were just talking about, just another hole that's pouring through, making us sink even lower. And honestly, there's really not much further to sink. But if they keep adding teams, 
we're going to keep going lower. And I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But positive so, is you won't like, let's say you guys finish dead last. They keep adding teams. You may not finish. Like you won't be 22nd anymore. You'll be 23rd. Is that a positive? I, I don't know. I don't know it's, how in my head I thought that was a positive, but it's, it's a, yeah, you're, I was waiting for some like, like optimism about maybe we'll be better than the teams that are coming in, but I don't even think that's going to happen. So I told you before we started recording, it's been a long ass day. Jesus. <laughs> Instead of 22nd, we'll be 23rd. Yep, that's better. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, shit. Um, but <laughs> but that's, that's that's my worst one. Uh, in an actual soccer talk, losing Duluth is, is huge for you guys because, like, I'm trying to think of just the good players you have left on your roster, and I'm down to Nemanja Nikolic, Alexander Katai. Uh, Ge- Georgie is – I still have hope for him. Yeah, Even do, though he tore his ACL, he he's not a bad player. Hey, Greg, he's young. if Greg Berhalter likes him, then I'm feeling a little confident. And yeah, uh, you still have Dax, right? Dax is always yeah, around. yeah. We still have Dax, but I mean, he's getting old. I mean, Schweinsteiger and Dax are pretty old. Oh, I don't shit, even... I forgot about Bastion. Yeah, but so, they're, I mean, they're older guys. They're not you, bad, but you don't have a lot of young talent other than uh, Georgie. Yeah, we lost Brandon Vincent, which is just. <laughs> That's my worst of the year, worst of the off season. That you had, you had a twenty something year old player retire on you. Um, he was like, oh, I can't take this losing anymore. <laughs> that's that's probably what it was. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go to my my crap signing of the week if if we're gonna go with this. Um, <laughs> and mine is also a sale. And my crap signing is mainly because I feel absolutely awful for every single Orlando City fan out there because. <laughs> You guys had so much optimism coming into 2018 and have it all just ripped away from you and have the worst defense in the league and one of the worst teams in the league in general. And Orlando City SC has sold midfielder Yoshi Yotun to Cruz Azul and Liga Amekis. Um Yoshi was probably the best player on that entire team last year. Like, how, how much was the uh, like? How much was the sale? The exact number didn't ca- come out, but there was a report floating around that it was four million. Four million is that yeah. shit? Oh, I mean that's not bad. Not bad at all. But again, Orlando City yes. doesn't. It's have... a little bit like uh, the Chicago Fire situation. Yeah, you exactly. Like Orlando <laughs> City, they they made some other moves, and you know one of them might be another move. So I don't want to talk about it yet. But you sell your best player from a year ago, a guy that had <laughs> ten assists and kind of just did it all for you, and you sell him to a Mexico side, and I don't know what you're gonna do with that four million. But it's not gonna be, I don't know. I it's not gonna be anything that's gonna bring you MLS Cup. So. Orlando City, you are my shit move of the week by selling Yoshi to Cruz Azul. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I feel bad for uh, Orlando City fans. They it's might, brutal. Like, at least Colorado Rapids have, like, won an MLS Cup. Like, at least Real Salt Lake's <laughs> won an MLS Cup. Like, Orlando City hasn't even made the playoffs. I mean, they have such good fans, too. And they just, they built a really nice stadium. And they just, everything but the actual play is pretty good for them. Hey, but they have um have MLS All Star Week next week. I mean next year. So watch oh, out. Oh, next week? <laughs> yeah, next week. Oh shit. MLS <laughs> season's already around the corner. <laughs> Alright, so it's my turn, right? Best. So now I'm gonna go with one okay. 
So I'm pretty excited. Well, not excited, I guess. It's kind of shitty because it's Atlanta. But uh, they their signing of uh, Breck Shea, I'm actually oh, pretty high on that. This I, was I my like number two song. shit pick of the week. So I want to really? hear your I want to hear your positive about this. So I think that like I think a he's a very good player, but playing what was he in Vancouver? Um, <clears throat> it just wasn't maybe the right situation. I think Atlanta has a play style that. A, they have way better, more, much better talent overall on their team. And I think Breck Shea's the kind of guy who, if he plays with good players, he's going to be good. So, in a sense, it's like maybe like any other team signs Breck Shea, it might not turn out nearly as well. But for Atlanta, it's like they don't need him to be their number one option. They don't even really need him to be their number two, probably. So this is a guy who could come in with lit, little to no kind of pressure or stress on performance and just kind of go out there and play his best week to week and play around players who are really good. And I think that that's a good move because he's all, he's also only like, 20, I think, 28 years old. So. He's 28, yeah. Yeah, so they still got some time with him. And I don't think it was too expensive. I don't actually know the number on that one, but uh, – that's why I think it's good. I think he's going to kind of surprise some people and kind of rejuvenate. Yo, I have this video of Breck Shea on my phone that epitomizes why I think this is a absolute awful move. And, and I'll send this to you right now as I'm talking. <laughs> oh, boy. And I understand that Atlanta sold uh, – they, they sold Breck Shea. I'm sorry, they, they sold Greg Garza because his contract was going to go up this year. And Breck Shea might be a guy who can kind of fill in in like a wingback type of role. But goddamn, I don't understand why <laughs> you're spending all this money. Why Frank DeBoer, and we'll get to him in a little bit, but why his first move is to bring in Breck Shea. And it probably it wasn't even him. He probably had no... like. Yeah, presence. was it before him? It was before him. Or, I mean, it was after him by like a week or Yeah, so he years. probably, you know, like, like they were probably, this is probably just a front office move. But like, Breck Shea, we're talking about Breck Shea. Like, we're talking about practice. <laughs> like, I feel like Allen Iverson right now. We're talking about Breck fucking Shea. Like, the guy, Mrs. Sitters, he failed in England because he couldn't make a first team with Stoke. Came back to MLS got moved from Orlando City to Vancouver because he was crap. And then Vancouver didn't want to re-sign him, so now Atlanta's taking him. The only reason why I think Atlanta's taking him is because there has to be someone to tutor um, Andrew Carlton with long blonde hair just to turn him into, like, a surfer Cali bro. Like, there, <laughs> he is just, he is an older, <laughs> shittier version of Andrew Carlton. And that is the only reason why I think Atlanta United... I mean... So you don't think at all that this could help his career, maybe have him a good season? I'm not. I think it could. They, help his Atlanta career. hasn't given much much uh, reason to doubt them so far. Look, I think this could help his career. I'm not saying it won't, but god damn, like I, it, it's Breck Shea. Like if they went out and they Atlanta United <laughs> grabbed like I don't know. Like, if they went out and they got like Tommy McNamara, 
I'd be like, okay, like everyone loves Tommy Mack. No one likes Breck Shea. Go out and find someone whose favorite player is Breck Shea, and I'll give you a million dollars. Oh, my God. This is funny. <laughs> I, oh, God. This was my – like, I hated this pick. That's why it was my my number two shit pick. But I got to give my, my my first positive signing of the uh, of the past week. <laughs> and I already crapped on Orlando City, but I'm going to give Orlando City a little credit now. Orlando City went out and signed the left back Danny Acosta on loan from RSL. Uh, and I love the move. Danny Acosta is 21, 22 years old. I think he's a really talented left back that just kind of fell out of favor with Mike Pecky out in um, Salt Lake City. And I don't know. I think I think he could just be the starting left back option there. And I think he could play 30-something games and just be an improvement on the left side of the defense. I really like the move. They have the option to buy him after the season. And... Kind of like if he, if he doesn't work out, it's a loan deal. Send them back to to RSL and and no harm, no foul. You, yeah, you got you got to love the loan deals. I feel like because obviously, like you said, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can just send them back and with the option to buy, it's so so important. Like if it does work out, then you just you can buy him. So I mean, it's one of those like you can just kind of test the waters, I guess. And those are pretty pretty good things it's just a smart smart safe play for me and uh i like it so i gotta crap on orlando but then i gotta, I gotta give him one positive <laughs> okay so i'm watching this video yes that video that sitter that breck oh. just runs into the goalie <laughs> that is saved okay so forever. it's houston versus vancouver uh i don't even know what season this is this last year uh might be two years ago honestly and, yeah, so just to explain it to the listeners, uh, ball gets kind of thrown across the box. Goalie is way out of position. <clears throat> Breck Shea kind of just fumbles it, I guess. Breck Shea like, straight has up bubbles a shot the ball. to just tap the ball lightly <laughs> to put it in the back of the net. And he just <laughs> runs get his foot on the ball. <laughs> Yo, Carl Robinson's reaction at the end of that video is the greatest thing in the world. Um, I'm, I'm going to post that when uh, – I'm going to post it again when we tweet this episode out. So stay tuned for that one. But, uh, all right, so we got both, we got, we both have a good move. We both have a bad move. What's your last favorite signing of the week? Um, so I like that Cincinnati signed Elvis Powell. Oh, he took one from me. Um, hey, I had to make up for the one that you thought was terrible. Um, so obviously Cincinnati's building a team. Um, but their defense is going to be very good next year. And Elvis Powell is going to be a big piece of that. He's played, uh, I don't even, how many seasons he played? A couple seasons. Uh, he was with Portland. So <clears throat> I just think he's he's a really good right back, one of the stronger right backs in the league. And Cincinnati made, like, that's a really big move for them, especially since they had, like, no players, obviously. So they're sort of creating their team, trying to build an MLS team. And so far, I think they've done a really good job with a bunch of their other signings. But I think Elvis Powell is going to fit in with the team really well, be a good piece for them. Yeah, I mean, look, he kind of reminds me of Danny Acosta a little bit, why I like the move. Um, Powell wasn't really a favorite of Gio Savarisi and Eric Valentin, um, sorry, Zarek Valentin, uh, took over his spot at right back. 
and I think Powell's still young, still an extremely talented player. And you have him on the right with Gars on the left, Kendall Boston in the middle, and then whoever else they're going to throw in another center back spot. SC Cincinnati, like you said, that back line is coming together nicely. Yeah. That was Powell's 24, by the way. So, yeah, he's still got his prime ahead of him. And I think he had, like, over 100 uh, appearances for Portland. And he was the starting right back for MLS Cup when they won it in, like, 2015. So, yeah, he's he's seasoned. Exactly. (laughs) Young and seasoned. He knows exactly what he's doing around Major League Soccer. Um, I have a few more signings that I like, so now i got to pick one. This is tough. Uh, I think (laughs) I'm going to go with an Atlanta United move here. And I know we've talked a lot of Atlanta United just because they've won MLS Cup and everything, but Atlanta United re-signing their captain, center back Michael Parkhurst, is probably, arguably, the greatest move, uh, is going to be the greatest move of this offseason, that you bring in a guy who was a rock on the back line, you bring in a guy who captained your MLS Cup champion team, and you bring in a guy who's going to still have that center back partnership with Leandro Gonzalez-Perez next season, uh, Michael Parkers is arguably the best defender in Major League Soccer behind, like, Aaron Long. And I, I just love you bring back your captain, re-sign your captain. I would have loved if the rumors came true of him going to NYCFC. I think that would have been amazing, but sadly <laughs> it did not happen. But um, Michael Parkhurst going back to Atlanta, that's my second favorite signing of this week. Um, I think another thing... Uh, to go with that is just like they lost their obviously uh, their coach and they have like a new coach coming in. It's it's really important to kind of have that captain there because he he's obviously been a huge vocal you know in the locker room and stuff. He has the captain's armband, so he can sort of help lead the team as well into the next season with with a new coach. Exactly. Um, I just feel like there's a few more moves I should quickly just run through so that people know. Houston have re-signed left back to Marcus Beasley, and he will play till he's 80 years old. Uh, the Columbus Crew <laughs> have signed left back Milton Valenzuela officially from his loan deal last, last season. Uh, Minnesota United have signed their third DP in midfielder Jan Gregus. And Toronto FC have brought back Laurent Chimon to Major League Soccer, and he will probably start on that back line next season. And those are some of the big moves that we didn't get to talk about, but big moves nonetheless. Simon was uh, one of the moves that I thought was a pretty good signing as well. See, I was high the on TFC. it. I was high on it early. And then, I don't know, something just didn't feel right about it. It's, it, 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 I mean, it'll just, it, it feels like a stretch. It'll just kind of depend on... I guess how he played. I mean, he's 33, so he's getting up there. It's going to um, be him along I mean, with I, Justin I, Morrow, who's like 30 plus, and Gregory Vanderveel is like 28, 29, and Drew Moore is like 30 something. It kind of feels like they're going to go back to that 3 5 2 to me that won the MLS Cup two years ago, but it's still a very old team, it just seems like. Yeah. Definitely, I would, I would agree. Uh, you yeah. mentioned him before, but Atlanta United have found their Tata Martino replacement in Frank DeBoer. 
Um, so to replace the legendary Tata, Atlanta United have signed Frank DeBoer as their next head coach. DeBoer has previously managed some of the best-known clubs in the world, such as Ajax, Inter Milan, and Crystal Palace. Um, probably his best stint as a manager was with Ajax, where he won the Eredivisie uh, four times, and he won 158 of his 262 games there. Yeah, four straight. That's that's amazing, and you know, it's just it's interesting. I don't, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about it. Like the the resume sounds awesome. Like Inter Milan, Ajax, Crystal Palace. Uh, he was he was a great player with with the Netherlands, and he was a great player just in general with wherever he went. But his stint in Crystal Palace didn't go over well. Inter Milan was eh. And Ajax was just his greatest accomplishment, but that he was kind of just handed the keys to to a Porsche at that point in his career. So I don't, I don't know how Ajax <laughs> I, I, is uh, consistently one of the better teams in the Eredivisie. So I mean, it's still a great achievement. Obviously, winning four straight is is no easy task. Oh. And he coached Ericsson, Christian Ericsson, when uh, he was pretty young, kind of. Uh, up, I guess, a little bit. Um, I think he's had a lot of experience kind of taking players and developing them in a way and then kind of put, passing them along, which is sort of what some people want them less to turn into, I guess. It's more of like a selling league. So if, if he can just find uh, a way to get that team, you know, bring young players in, kind of thrive with them, let them thrive under whatever system he, he kind of plays – then I think Atlanta will be successful. I think, um, obviously, he's has, like you said, he has, like, a great resume. He's played for a lot of teams. Um, he only coached Palace for five games, I think. It was something like uh, that. Which is not very good. But, uh, but his time with Ajax has really kind of proven that he's, he's a decent coach, at least. So I decided to actually do some, like, real, like, kind of journalism like research into Frank DeBoer because I didn't really get to see his time at Ajax the most recent time that I can remember was his time with Crystal Palace and that was just a shit show of kind of being a manager (laughs) because like I think you said he got like five games he lost four of them he won one I think it was yeah something like that you know it, it, it was crazy awful but there were three main things that kind of all Frank DeBoer teams really uh kind of fall under and the three things were possession um talented wingers and consistent ball moving that kind of just open up holes within the defense so then i was thinking about the Atlanta united roster a little bit and i'm like possession miguel almarone wasn't really known for his possession he was kind of known for just like turning at the defense running at them and making a play some making something happen not really kind of hanging on to the ball making the short passes and letting something open up. So if Miggy's gone, which it looks like he's going to be, then it's going to have to kind of go to Ezekiel Barco, Julian Gressel, Darlington Nagby, all guys who like to make the smart pass, all guys who know how to make the smart pass, and all guys who I think possess the ball very well. Even though Ezekiel Barco didn't get to do it a lot this past season, he plays very differently from Miguel Almiron. Um, Then I thought talented wingers, Tito Vialba, Franco Escobar, 
we saw it all at the end of the season last year, the MLS Cup playoffs, MLS Cup. We saw what they can do down the wing, beat defenders one-on-one. And then consistent ball moving, I think that kind of just goes hand-in-hand with possession and those midfielders that are going to just keep the ball, kind of do the smart passes and let things open up. I really like where this roster sits right now with how Frank DeBoer likes to play. And I think if he can just bring in maybe one or two more guys, sell one, two guys, however he wants to uh, kind of finish this roster heading into next season, he doesn't have a lot of work to do with this roster. I think he can have immediate success with the guys that he has, especially if Pity Martinez, when that transfer ever becomes official, official, not out of his mouth. um, (laughs) I, I like... I don't know if I like Frank DeBoer for the long term, but I like his potential immediate success. Um, I also think that you know when the, when they signed him, they they might have been thinking of like how like bringing in more players to Atlanta from all over the world. I mean, this this is a guy who's coached in England. He's coached in uh, wherever. What is there? Air Divisie. What is Dutch Dutch Netherlands. league? Netherlands. Yeah. Netherlands, Netherlands. So, uh, I mean, he's coached all over, so he's got a pretty big name. It's it's something that, like, maybe they were thinking, okay, he's got a big name. He's coached a lot of really well, you know, big-name players. We'll see. Maybe he can bring in some guys. Like you were saying, if he can bring in one or two guys. This, this roster is already very good. If he just brings in a few pieces that he can kind of he knows will fit in his system, then you know they could be very successful. Yeah, I mean, and I think Atlanta United's already created that connection to South America, and I think that the the, the front mm-hmm. office staff has that connection. That's not going to get lost. And maybe with Frank DeBoer, they start building that connection to Europe and to Europe. Kind of, they yeah. kind of just start yeah. getting players from everywhere, and it's like a. A fucking everyone wants to go to Atlanta United if 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 you know you're coming <laughs> Major League Soccer type of thing, which I mean that's already what it seems like right now. But uh, Frank DeBoer, I, like I said, I don't know about the long term, but the short term kind of seems like it's gonna be a positive mood. And the dude's selfie game on Twitter is unbelievable. You should check that out. Um, interesting. <laughs> go, go, I'm serious. Go check that out. He just posts pictures of his like face really close up with the signs of Atlanta. It's hysterical. Um, that's next, kind of strange to be quite honest. It, oh, it, it's so weird, but I love it. <laughs> um, next, we're going to go to a little bit of a sad <laughs> note, but a note that I feel that it's, it's important to touch on. And that is the passing of Shiggy, Siggy Schmidt. Um, if you don't know who he is, then I think you're living under a rock a little bit. And if you follow U.S. <laughs> soccer and you don't know who he is, you're living in Definitely not following MLS. Yeah. yeah, but Siggy Schmidt, he's a former NCAA and Major League Soccer head coach. He passed away at the age of 65. Um, I don't think anything was confirmed, but I think it was due to heart issues is the reports that I was reading. Um, just to give you guys a little background on Siggy and why he was so important. He was the head coach at UCLA from 1980 to 1999 where he coached some fantastic players, some guys who he would later see in his days in U.S. soccer, in Major League Soccer. Um, He then went on and where he had two stints as the head coach of the U.S. U-20 team. He was an assistant coach on the U.S. Men's National um, 1996 World Cup team, I'm pretty sure. Um, He was given a shot to coach the L.A. Galaxy 
between 99 and 2004, then coached the Columbus Crew from 2006 to 2008, the Sounders from 2009 to 2016, and then finished up coaching the Galaxy once again between 2017 and last year. Um, he's a one-time NCAA Coach of the Year, a two-time MLS Coach of the Year, a three-time College Cup winner, a one-time CONCACAF Champions Cup winner, um, five-time U.S. Open Cup winner, three-time Supporter Shield winner, and two-time MLS Cup winner. And I think that kind of... <laughs> it's I, a mouthful. It, that, that's unbelievable on his own right there, right? And like I said, he's coached some of the best players underneath him. Kobe Jones, Eric Winalda, Brad Friedel, Brian McBride, Eddie Johnson, Clint Dempsey, DeAndre Yedlin, Jordan Morris, Giassi Zardis. The list goes on and on, the amount of guys that he has coached in just American soccer alone. Um, you know, nonetheless, the guys overseas and foreign players who, who he has had underneath him. But it's crazy to think about that, you know, he has his own records and he's won all these things and he has all these accomplishments underneath him. But all the things that I'm seeing is he was just a great guy who kind of people laughed at him that he was pushing for American soccer and he was so influential in American soccer back in the 80s and the 90s when no one really gave a shit about American soccer. And, you know, he kind of maybe seemed like a crazy person, is what some someone said on Twitter. But he rode the thing out, and he is an absolute legend of the game. He is a legend of soccer in America. And, you know, it, it's it, it's awful that he passed away, and but he will not be forgotten. Because without Siggy Schmidt, uh, MLS and U.S. soccer, I don't think would be where it is today without the the dedication he put in to the sport here. Okay, that was that was well said. I uh, just to add a little bit. I I uh, it was one of the first times like I, I got the update on my phone that he he passed away, and I I was legitimately like surprised and like sad because he, he, I mean you mentioned it. I mean he has had such a huge impact on U.S. soccer and soccer as a whole in this country that like who knows where we would be as a country as a national team as an MLS league. Without him, like, it's sort of, like, hard to wrap your mind around how much he's done. And, like you said, like, nobody cared about U.S. soccer, you know, 20 years ago. Except, you know, guys like him who who really fought for it and knew the potential that it had and kind of built it up into what it is today. And something that, like, I think he can be really proud of the achievements he had he had gotten to because it's just amazing the impact that he had and he, he will definitely be remembered and it's it was a really sad day for you know MLS and US soccer as a whole now i'm not really good at transitions and i don't think there's ever a really a good way to transition <laughs> from someone's death into something positive but we have um, some historic news in U.S. soccer, and that was the sale of Christian Pulisic to Chelsea in the English Premier League. And Jason, I'm gonna let you say what you your thoughts and your opinions on Christian Pulisic to Chelsea first. Okay, so I know I know you have your big uh, statement. Oh, I have so my statement. I'll try sir. and keep it short. No, you can, you say <laughs> as long as you want. Um, all right, so. Um, I think this this move is it's uh it was kind of rumored for a while that he was going to 
Pulisic was going to be in the Premier League at some point, and we all kind of saw it coming, I guess, a little bit. Um, and I, I actually am pretty happy with this move. I think that uh, Pulisic was like we all knew he was going to go to the Premier League eventually, and I think him being in the Premier League is great for U.S. soccer. Kind of Premier League is the most watched league in the world, so he's going to get a lot of people seeing him and. If he performs well, that just reflects really well on our country. And it's just like, okay, so, you know, we have an American who can perform well. He's doing great things. And we have a lot of other young Americans who have sort of taken similar routes to the way he has going to Germany in the Bundesliga. So maybe, you know, it shows for us back here that, like, okay, our team is at our country. Uh, this sport for us is actually getting a lot better, but also <clears throat> we're, like, respected a little bit more. But I think from like a pure like his game standpoint, I think this is a really good move for him because obviously he was sort of falling out uh, at Dortmund. He wasn't getting as much playing time. Um, Goddamn Jordan they had, uh, Sancho. Jaden Sancho. Yeah, or Jordan. Jaden. Is Jaden. Jaden? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think it, I think there's no R, but uh, he he kind of came in there and stole the show, I guess, so to speak. But. Um, for for Chelsea, like William, I think, and Pedro, they're they're getting up there. They're in their thirties, I believe. And he, he, I bet Pulisic, you know, he'll he'll slot into the midfield. And with Maurizio Sarri, I think that will be a uh, solid uh, player for him, especially because Sarri's system, you know, is a lot more focused on you know movement and moving the ball around and getting forward and stuff. Which Pulisic is a great dribbler he's i'm pretty sure i saw a stat that he completed more dribbles than any other player in like the last which is pretty crazy um but regardless he he is very fast he's great at getting forward so i'm excited for it i think that him at chelsea will be good i'm not a huge chelsea fan but i guess i'll have to support pool sick out there yeah, I want to talk to you but, about a few yeah, things that, you said. I want to talk to you about a few things you said, but first, I need to read my statement. <clears throat> On January 2nd, <laughs> 2019, our American Lord and Savior, our baby Jesus of the red, white, and blue, Mr. Christian Pulisic, was sold to Chelsea FC from Borussia Dortmund for an American soccer record fee of $73 million. Pulisic is only 20 years old, and I would argue till I am blue in the face that he could play at um, you can play at a quality that's better than William or Pedro right now. I'm seeing a lot of garbage takes <laughs> on Christian Pulisic that he will fail at Chelsea. Chelsea isn't known for developing their youth, blah, 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 whatever you want to say about Chelsea in this move right now. Christian Pulisic is 20 years old and finished second in the Copa Trophy, which is the award given out to the best player under the age of 21. The person he fell second to in that trophy award ceremony was a kid who won the World Cup and League 1 in the same year. Just think about that. Christian Pulisic has recorded 81 Bundesliga appearances since 2016, 20 Champions League appearances, 7 German Cup appearances, and 6 Europa League appearances. And all of those games combined, he has scored 14 goals and 24 assists. He has won the Pokal Cup, the German Cup, however you want to say it. And Dortmund, um, with Dortmund, and he has also been the best U.S. men's national team player in three years now. He has now been bought, and he is owned 
by a top club in the world and a club that has won five Premier League titles, eight FA Cups, one Champions League title, and one Europa League title. He is on a team that sits fourth currently in the EPL and a team that needs a new offensive threat. He is going to be competing with two 30-plus-year-old wingers in Pedro and William, and who I feel at this point are a little overrated in their careers just based on their name. They are projected so high. I agree. <laughs> I believe that Pulisic could do exactly what either of those wingers are doing right now in their career, and even better. His biggest competition right now is probably 18-year-old promising winger Callum Hudson-Odoi, who Maurizio Sarri said he could possibly be one of Europe's best players one day. But why are we questioning his future because of a Pulisic signing? If I'm sorry, I'm excited that Chelsea can rock with Hudson-Odoi and Pulisic one day in a very, very near future. Pulisic on the left, Adoy on the right, however you want to fucking throw him out there at wingers. This sounds great to me, but let me digress. <laughs> Christian Pulisic has been bought by Chelsea. He is. This is a huge marker for American soccer, and he is a huge marker for American soccer. <laughs> One of the biggest teams and best teams in the world bought our top player. And we, as fans of American soccer, should be excited. I believe in Christian Pulisic, and I believe in his future. And you bet your ass I'll be picking up a sexy-ass blue Christian Pulisic Chelsea jersey come the summer. <sighs> I wrote that out at work. I got really <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank well you. done. I, I'm, in a, I'm in a very – I loved it. I'm in a preachy mood tonight. Um – I believe everything that I just said. Now, I want to get to a point that you said. You think that Christian Pulisic can fit into Maurizio Sarri's um, his game plan, how he how he plays soccer or how he plays football. Sorry, um, ball. <laughs> sorry, ball, exactly. Um, one thing I know about – I don't watch a lot of Chelsea, but one thing I know about – which that will be changing, obviously, come next season um, – the one thing I know about Sorry Ball is he likes to play a lot of triangles. Like, find the ball, get the defender in a middle of a, a triangle of Chelsea players, pass the ball around, and then have one guy break off the triangle and then make a big run, make a big play. Which I think fits perfectly to Christian Pulisic's style of play on either wing. And that's why I'm very happy that this is a summer move and not a January move. Like I'm happy he's going back to Dortmund for the rest of the season. And yeah, he can, that, he that can have an entire to Dortmund's really good. Exactly. He can have an entire off season mm -hmm. to learn sorry ball, to learn how sorry plays, learn the teammates around him and then do whatever he has to do type of thing. So I love this move. I love everything about this move. Also like J January signings, um, oftentimes like have a hard time fitting in right away and stuff it's like mid-season so i the the fact that he's being loaned back to dortmund which sort of made this move probably a lot more possible um and coming in the summer is is huge for chelsea and pulisic but i uh i think that he like i like you said you know when i when i saw like oh he's gonna be playing for sorry i was like okay that that just seems like a good fit on the surface, that just seems like the way they've played, the way I've seen them play, seems like Pulisic can make an impact there. And I think it, he can start as soon as next season, you know, when he gets there. I think he can be starting right away. Hey, I mean, maybe you should have gone to Liverpool because they need some help, right, Jason? Oh, <laughs> I don't know if we need help, but we did lose today. That was a great yep. game today. I'll give you that. It was, it was phenomenal. Honestly, it was... 
a lot of fun to watch that game. So not going to go too far into the results or what it means, but yeah. All right. So <laughs> now we're down to the final part of the show and, and probably the more fun part of the show. Last week, if you guys listened, Sam Nelson and I, Uncle Sam, we did a draft of MLS players between New York City FC and DC United. We both drafted 11 players. We both made a lineup of those 11 players. We we tweeted out and put on Instagram who had the better lineup. And though there were very few votes, I won the first week of the All-Star <laughs> draft. Um, so I like to give myself a little pat on the back there. And we're going to do it again. And usually, I mean... We thought Sam was going to be on tonight, so I would have liked to possibly do NYCFC and Chicago Fire Draft, but we could save that for another time. I'm sure you and I will do another solo pod this offseason. Yeah, another time. We'll have have plenty of time. We had a plan to do a three-person draft, but now we're down to a two-person draft here, and that's okay. We still love you, Sam. We are going to be doing a draft of American soccer players in Major League Soccer. So no Christian Pulisics allowed. We only can pick Americans within Major League Soccer. We can pick any formation we like. It just has to be a obviously a functioning formation that is hopefully better than you or me. And then we're going to put, put it out on social media when the episode <laughs> comes out, and we'll see who wins. So right now, I, I, I'm the champ. I'm, I, I got one win underneath me, and um, I'll let you pick first. Are you sure? I mean, I feel like champ should go first. Nah, I'm the champ. From the I'm, previous I'm gonna, week. I'm going to be the bigger guy. I'm going to be the uh, I'm gonna be the bigger person. All right. And I, I'll give you a little piece of well. advice. Sam went goalkeeper first, and that did not go well. <laughs> yeah, he, he he said that in our you know group. He was like, don't pick don't pick a goalkeeper first. So got that. All right. Ooh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know where to step. Where do I start? Got that. All right. I have I have my plan going into this, and we'll see how how the roster unfolds. I think I'm gonna go with uh, Aaron Long Ooh, at the back. Defender first. Defender, hey, defender of the year shores up my back line a little bit. So. I have my uh, I have my little draft board right here, so I have to uh, I have to, <laughs> to to mark you to mark you off for an Aaron Long. Hmm. I like to. I think my game plan for this is to usually just go for the positions that are a little weak, um, and I think that defense is probably the weak spot here. But also, weak spot is the number nine striker position, and I think that I need to go with that first. And I will be going with a surefire goal scorer, a guy who's proven it this year. In Jassy's artist. Ooh, that's a good pick. That was one. That was one of my uh, number nines, but it doesn't hurt me that bad because I I have one that I'm I'm thinking of. Um, I think that my next pick, if I oh I don't know if I want to go with a striker this soon though. Oof. It's all strategy Oof. from this point on. Yeah. No, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save the striker for later. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I, I think that the defense is is pretty weak in the MLS with American players. So, um, 
See, I'm going to go with Greg Garza. Ooh, shit. I think, well, was it left back, I guess? Yeah, or, I mean, he could play wherever the fuck you want him to play in this roster. I'm going to ask true, you, at true, the end, true, I'm going to ask you how your 11s <clears throat> unfold. <sighs> okay. All right, uh, yeah, so right now I have Greg Garza and Aaron Walker. My my defense not going to let you score. Zardes ain't getting any goals on me. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm already I'm already feeling upset about my pick. No words. Um, I am going to go with the center back that is going to give me some confidence. A guy who is gonna once I fill out the rest of the defense, he will keep the defense in check. Oh, I know who you're gonna pick. He is the captain of the MLS Cup, Atlanta United uh, MLS Cup winners, Atlanta United. He is Michael Parkhurst. And Ooh, that's good. not who I thought you were going to pick, but that is a good pick. And this is all for just a one-game <laughs> matchup. We're not talking about a season here. We're talking about one game, these two teams going at it, who wins. And I think Michael Parkhurst, even though his age, I think he can last one more game. Okay, that's fair. I mean, he's, he's coming back for a whole season. Hopefully he can exactly. last more than just one game. But, exactly. But in my head, uh, I just have one game, and Michael Parkhurst will give me that one game. True, true. He will give you probably a pretty good, uh, pretty good one game as well. Um, sir. <laughs> my third pick, I gotta go up top. See, I'm gonna pick a. Uh, oh, this is hard, man. I'm in between two strikers. I think I'm gonna go with Dom Dwyer. Okay, I'm okay with that pick. Take him. <laughs> take, take the faux American. Hey, he's uh, he's playing for Orlando City. Probably doesn't help his numbers very much, <laughs> but he still put up, I think, thirteen goals last season. So That's can't fine. complain about that. That's fine, take him. I don't want him. Um, I think I gotta go defense again. <laughs> Your defense having having such weak offensive options i think that having a strong defense would help out a lot especially with where i want to go and you already took the top left back off the board i think that i need to take the top right back off the board and i i could be wrong with who i think the top right back is but i think it's mr reggie cannon of sc dallas oh okay interesting that's a that's a good pick, I think. Underrated, I'd say. I don't know if he's the top right back, top American right back right now in Major League Soccer. Uh, I know there's a few options right now that I have on my board, but I mean, I just I, he I like Reggie Cannon. I like what he's doing for U.S. Men's National Team right now, and I think that he could be sold after this year if he has another big season for FC Dallas. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> interesting. I think I'm gonna pick another center back, and oh, it's gonna be defense. Ike Opara. Ike Opara. Hey, heavy D. You, I don't want you scoring against me. That's the truth. So Ike Opara, paired with Aaron Long. I don't know what you're gonna do about that. <laughs> now you know that's 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 fine because. That gives me some options for later on in this draft. Huh. I 
think that I am going to start building up a little bit of a midfield here. Because neither of us has take, have taken a midfielder, and I think that I'll take the upper hand here. That's where I was going next. I'm going to go with a versatile <laughs> player, a player who I absolutely love for both club and country. His name is Kellen Acosta. Oh, no. No. It's Kellen Acosta. I don't know where he'll fit in my midfield right now, but he's in my midfield. Oh, man, that killed me. Let's go. He's so good. Let's go. He's so, like, you, you could put him anywhere. I can play him at All right. That one hurt. Six, maybe a 10. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. That one hurt. You don't got to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to go with, oh man. All right. Give me a second here. This is all tactics now because I can, I can think about this a little bit. Hey, I think I know who I'm Ooh. going with next too. So. so. Well, I think I'm going to pick uh, Dax McCartney. Take him. Rep in Chicago five. Put him a little bit in there. I got to rep my fire, okay? A little bit. Yeah, you fine. might not have wanted him, but I wanted him. That's fine. Take take, take the ginger. I mean, I'm a ginger too, but just take him. It's fine. Um, whew. I could really take a nice big step up here if I go with this guy, and I think I'm about to do it. Um, fuck it. Let's oh go. Sebastian Legette. Welcome to the team, baby. Hey. I had him on there, too. <laughs> him, again, versatile. I can play him up as a winger. I can play him maybe as a wide midfielder. I don't know what I'm do yet, but he's on the team. All right. All right. I'm going to go with... All right. See, I'm going to go with Darlington Nagby. Okay. That was that was a guy who I, I had close to my, to my next few picks. Um... That's a good pick, man. Hey, oh, I like he's, that one. he's a good player. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a two-time he's MLS a good Cup player. Two-time MLS Cup champ. What, what else can you say? Ah, uh, shit. Um, I, I'm going to take this guy, and I'm going <laughs> to really try to just finish off my, my, my strike force right now. And to compliment Giassi's artist, I got to go with LAFC's oh. own Christian Ramirez. That's a good pick. That's a solid pick. I mean, there's not good for you. Good lot. for you. <laughs> Thanks. Not a I'm lot not, of super I'm not so upset strikers, about that. But uh, I, think he, I think he might have been up there with, with the rest of them right now. This In is the goal number scored? seven what pick do you mean? for you. All right, one, two, three, four. Okay, I just had to count to make sure I was on the same page. Um, I'm glad you're writing down your players. You're writing right. down better than Sam last week. <laughs> well, he drafted a goalie first, so yeah, he also went. Bill I don't know what he was thinking. Phil Hamid with the first pick when Wayne, when Rain Rooney's sitting on the board, but it's fine. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm going to go with Lee Wynn. Or if Shit. you just want to have some fun trying to pronounce his name. I can't. You go with Nguyen. I can't say it. <laughs> Nguyen. See, that, <laughs> Nguyen. The, that's the one part 
about I think both of our teams is we're gonna find like a number ten is gonna be the hardest part. Like a guy who's gonna be a playmaker in the middle of the field. And Lee Win. Yeah, you got him. You got him. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Honestly I, I didn't really have anyone to back him up in that center attacking mid sort of position, so number ten, yeah. <laughs> uh, had to get him when he was still up there. I don't know what I'm gonna do right now. I think I, I think I fucked myself. Not gonna lie. I I will be going with <laughs> a guy who I drafted last week, but he's gonna make a reappearance on my roster for two straight weeks. That is DC United midfielder Paul Ariola. Ooh, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. I think. I don't like where I have my team right now, man. I really don't. Yeah, but four more picks. Paul Ariel is a good player. Paul Ariel is a good player, but <clears throat> I just don't know what formation I'm running yet. Wait, four more. Yes. Wait, you're right. You're right. Four more. Four more. Four okay. more. You're right. My math is correct. I hope. <laughs> I was like trying to count the players I'd picked, <laughs> um, or the positions that I hadn't, I guess. I think I'm going to go with uh, Benny Failhaber. Ooh, okay. I didn't even have him on, on my short board right now. Well, that was a mistake. <laughs> you, you have like a very like, still... 2013 U.S. Men's National Team lineup. Dom Dwyer, Benny Failhaber, Lee Wynn, Dax McCarty, Darlington Nagby. Dax... You know, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. As long as it's better than your team. Hey, I'm I'm one for you know like I I'm stuck in like the olden times I guess. Yeah, I love... stuck like five years ago. You know, you are not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean you got Kellen Acosta and I'm still upset about that. I'm gonna be upset about that for till till next episode. Might still be upset. See, right now I'm missing like. You have Failhaber and Lee Wynn, both guys who can, even Nagby, like guys who can kind of play like that number 10 role. And Yeah, I'm taking them off the table. It's called tactics. It is, it is, it is. I have them. You can't. <laughs> I am going to go with a, uh, a kind of a pick that I know you're not going to even have on your list. And I will be going with LA Galaxy midfielder. Efren Alvarez. Hoping, I do not have him on my list. Hoping, he, okay, is he is he a legal pick? Because right now I think he's a Mexican youth international, but he might be American one day. If Where not, was he born? Uh, I was born in California. Oh, let's go. You're good. Efren Alvarez, let's go. But he's a Mexican professional footballer. But he was born in California. Is he officially he has no played cap ties. for Mexico? No cap ties. Well, no senior cap ties. But, like, has he said anything about, like, you like being undecided? I think he's undecided between Mexico and the U.S. right now. Interesting. So okay, I'll give it to you. I'll I'm give it to go you. With a guy who hasn't even stepped foot on an MLS field yet to be my to be my middle of the park guy. You know, it's not too shabby. <laughs> well, it's all right. Pick. So <laughs> it's bold, but we'll, we'll see how the, the we'll see what the people think. Exactly. 
Um, so I think I'm. This is this is tough for me, but I think I got to go with CJ Sapong. I love the guy. Oh. And this is so. Tough. I know you didn't have that anywhere near, <laughs> anywhere near your top. But I just I love CJ Sapong, and I think he's a very good player. He did score what 16 goals two seasons ago. He did. I guess three now. So I think I just threw up a little bit. In my he's, mouth. he's proven himself. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't like him? Eh, I'm not crazy about him. As a all player, right, I don't right. know him as a well, guy. He could be may- like a really nice guy, but I just not crazy about him as a player. I'm gonna tweet at him and be like, "Hey, look at my team and vote for my team." Let's do it. And then listen to the pod so you can so, so you can hate him forever. <laughs> he's gonna have a huge. Yeah, and then he's gonna have a huge season to spite you. That's yes. the whole, like hey. next season he's gonna have just like an absurd season. And he better shout me out when he wins um, MLS MVP. Saying no, so. he's gonna shout me out of course <laughs> when he gets twenty eight goals next. I was the motivation. When he gets twenty eight goals and like twelve assists, this is like yeah. Well, on MLS Aces, like Jason was really like <laughs> giving me some love. Tom, Tom was just hating, so me and Jason bonded together to prove him wrong. You just wait. That's, that's fine. You if, wait. If we get our name out there from CJ Sapong, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy either way. Um, I'm looking at your team and your picks right now. I'm going to go a little draft strategy, and I'm taking the goalkeeper. I'm taking the first goalkeeper off the board. Going with Zach Steffen. Who else? Who, who else is even worth naming? Is, but, I mean, he's not really in the MLS anymore, is he? He's on loan with the Columbus crew, sir. <laughs> so, Zach Steffen might <laughs> All right, that's fair. I'll give it to you. It's a little bit of a. Uh, that's an that's an asterisk. I got an asterisk on that one. I have two asterisks right now. <laughs> Efren Alvarez might be Mexican. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and Zach Steven technically isn't on the crew. Uh, Dominic um, is technically not American either. So let's just start throwing these shit fucking things around. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he is. Oh. He definitely plays for the U.S. team. He does, because he couldn't make... Even... Um, who's your next pick? <laughs> I, like, I like how that was, like, subtly, like, <laughs> under your breath. Um, ooh. Ooh, interesting. I might go with... It's going to be interesting, because I need a right back. You do. And I, and I have mine, so fine. you don't have to worry. Go with... My Chicago Fire friends. Ooh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> See, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Nick Lima. Nick Lima, friend of the podcast. Shout him out. What's up, Nick? Uh, Nick Lima can play left back too. If you need great guards to bump up the field, just let me know. Um, I have two spots left that I need to fill. I'm going to go center back next. I'm going to grab Tim Parker of the New York Red Bulls. Uh, just an absolute beast from Long Island. He's a ginger, too. What else could I want? Tim, wait, who'd you grab? Tim Parker? Tim Parker. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. That's a good pick, you know. One of the better defenses in uh, MLS, you know. <laughs> I mean, the best defense All right. year, so I'll, I'm t- I'll take uh, Aaron Long's partner. 
All right. Well, I mean, Erlong's better. <laughs> <laughs> the final pick. The final two picks. Um, all right. Got to finish up with a goalkeeper. Where you at, Sam? I'm finishing up with a goalkeeper. You started with one, so. You just learned it from the um, best. <laughs> I was like, do, do the complete opposite of Sam. He picked the goalkeeper first. That means I got to do it last. Go last. Go last. I think I'm going to go with Stefan Fry. Stefan Fry. Okay. I, he was my number two keeper on my list, so. Yeah, I mean, the little chances that you're going to get on goal are going to be saved. Oh, my little chances I'm going to get on goal. Sir? Sir? I will be blown right past <laughs> Dax McCarty's old ass trying to run down my, my strikers. and Oh, so you can run it to Aaron Long, Icopara, right in the middle there? Yeah, Ico good Parra, I'll run at Nick Lima. He's probably the worst of your back four, sir. All right. Well, you... <laughs> That's it. I, Wait, you have one more, right? I have one more. <clears throat> the one position I'm missing is is a left back, wing back, however you want to... However, they're gonna play right now. I still have to decide that, and I kind of went young on my back line. I mean, I kind of mixed. Got Reggie Cannon, Tim Parker, Michael Parkhurst. I'm gonna go young on the left too. I could go Jorge Fiafania. I could go Demarcus Beasley. I'm not going them. I'm going George Bello, Atlanta United. Ooh, I mean that's that's what? Yeah. What is he? Sixteen? Uh, he's gonna be. My long-term option. Like I said, I, know I really like game, that. Actually, it, it's it's. Uh... He's 16 years old. Yeah, let's go. Born in Nigeria. Yeah, but American, American. No, yeah, def- definitely American. I mean, that's that's a good. I mean, I love George Bello, but to pick him now is a little risky. Let's hey, see. I think that I'm gonna get the win here, but. I'll read out my roster, how I'm going to play them. I'll read out the roster picks while you kind of decide a formation. Then I'll read out how I'm going to play my team. I'll let you say yours, and then we'll finish up the show. So, Jason, you went with Aaron Long, Greg Garza, Dom Dwyer, Ike Opara, Dax McCarty, Darlington Nagby, Lee Wynn, or Lee Nguyen, however you want to say it, Benny (laughs) Failhaber, CJ Sapong, Nick Lima, and Stefan Fry. I went with Giassi Zardis, Michael Parkhurst, Reggie Cannon, Kellen Acosta, Sebastian Legett, Christian Ramirez, Paul Ariola, Efren Alvarez, Zach Steffen, Tim Parker, and George Bello. Um, see, last week I went with a little 3-5-2. Kind of wanted to be a little fancy. I'm going simple. Got to go 4-4-2 this week. Uh, Zach Steffen in net, obviously, with George Bello on my left back uh, Reggie Cannon at my right back Tim Parker and Michael Parkhurst solidifying the middle no one's getting by them too not not your stupid little Dom Dwyer and CJ Sapong um, <laughs> playing just in front of my back line will be Kellen Acosta kind of he can bump up if he needs to get into the attack take my free kicks bang home some free kicks like he did against Mexico um, out wide for me will be Paul Ariola on the right Sebastian Legette on the left they can definitely open up some space wide and get some balls into the middle for Efren Alvarez to kind of cap off my midfield. And up top, we have proven goal scorers in Christian Ramirez and Giassi Zardes. Guys who play a little different from each other. I think Giassi Zardes can keep his back towards the net, turn around, finish, while Ramirez is just there as a poacher. I, I, just, I just like the combo there. 
I, I think I'm, I think I'm amazing. I don't know. I think I might be two and zero. Oh, I mean, you're you're a little high on your team. <laughs> Gotta say, you're a little high. See, last week Sam was just like, I know I fucking lost. So let's <laughs> see. I have faith. I have faith that people would choose my team until they see George Bellow and they just probably will vote for you because you repping sixteen year old who's just Yo, gonna be amazing. Between George Bellow <laughs> and Michael Parkhurst, I think I got the Atlanta United vote. I think you did because I don't. <laughs> F. Nagby, he's not on, oh, whatever. Um, okay, so obviously, Stephen Fry, goalkeeper. Uh, left back, I'm going to go with Greg Garza. Right back, Nick Lima. Uh, center back pairing is Ike Opar and Aaron Long, as you may have expected. Are you writing this down? I, I hope got, you're writing this down. I got down. you, don't worry. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I have it all written down anyway. Um, defensive mid, defensive mid, uh, Dax McCarty. Oh, by the way, this is like a four, four two, I guess. Diamond, diamond shape. You know, if you're using the FIFA stuff. Um, <clears throat> on the left, left mid would be Benny Fellhaber. On the right mid will be Darlington Nagby, and then attacking mid is Lee Wynn. And then up top, Dom Dwyer and CJ Sapong next to each other. Dom on the left, CJ on the right. See, okay, I'm, I'm gonna give you a compliment See, I... about your team, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize it. Defense is looking real nice. I think that you got a very strong defense, and you got a strong captain in net with Stephen Fry, kind of screaming screaming at him. I'm a little worried. <laughs> I'm a little worried about the the age and the the legs on your midfielders. Benny Failhaber can't move like he used to. Same with Dak. Same with Lee. Uh, CJ Sapong, he's a big question mark for me too up top. So I'm a little worried about your team. <laughs> Not but the defense, great. Everywhere else, I'm a little worried. Hey, honestly, there was a there was a hard time picking strikers for me. I was gonna go with Jordan Morris, but I was like he he was injured for so long. I mean, I don't I know was, if I can legitimately pick him. I didn't know if one of us were gonna go with Josie or Michael Bradley. I just kind of felt like that was like a no no subject for us. Um, I felt that way too. I <laughs> I wrote him down, and I was like, nope, that's not happening. I was really contemplating Josie over Christian Ramirez, but nah, I I wasn't gonna be I the guy that Josie gets over CJ Sapong. I would have picked Josie over CJ Sapong, not going to lie there. Um, I was also thinking Jeremy Ebobisa. I mean, I, I'm trying to get votes, though. People are going to, like, downvote. They're going to figure out how to downvote me. <laughs> That's why Jeremy Ebobisa, Portland Timbers MLS <laughs> Cup striker, uh, he was an option. That's a pick. Uh, I was also thinking maybe Ooh. Corey Bard as kind of my, my, my number I, 10. I thought about that as well. Maybe a little Andrew Carlton. Andrew Carlton would have been good on You're a win. You're trying to get a young team, huh? I, I'm trying to get the Atlanta United vote, like I said. Uh, they're, they're, they're clearly, the... clearly. I'm going to say another Atlanta United player, and I'm not trying to do this on purpose, but Jeff Laurentowitz for a one-game Winner takes all. I think he all right. would. You know what? I I think you're just trying to play the play the people now. You're just you're just trying to get. You, this is you're like lobbying for votes right now. I'm, I'm not try, a fan of this. I'm this, just this trying to read big, off some guys who, who we missed. I think Christian Roldan could have been a good pick. Uh, Will Trap might have been a captain. 
Oh, I, I had him on my list. Yeah, I probably should have picked him over Dax, but what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Fire. Um, Matt Polster. Exactly. I had to get one on there, and he was yeah. probably the only one that I would be willing to put on there. New or Georgie. New York City has, like, nobody. <laughs> I think they have, like, Jonathan Lewis. So congrats to Jonathan Lewis on the call-up, though. Um, right, <laughs> right back, we missed a little Matt Polster, uh, possibly Keegan Rosenberry, Andrew Farrell. Uh, left back, like I said before, Jorge Viafania, Demarcus Beasley. I don't know anyone else really that I would I would have taken. Um, Justin Morrow, maybe. Jo- ooh, ooh, Justin Morrow. Shit, I didn't think about. Him. I thought you were gonna pick. To be quite honest, I I thought that you were gonna pick at left back after I took Garza. Damn, fuck, that sucks. Um, yeah. So everyone listening realized that he just made a huge <laughs> left back mistake. Pick George Bello over Justin Morrow. What? <laughs> oh shit i hate myself uh center backs i feel like you know maybe uh chad marshall matt hedges maybe matt beasler guys who could have who could have been center back mark mckenzie mark mckenzie had a great season if you want i was thinking about going with the three five two same thing i did last week but i, I didn't want to do that two weeks in a row um and then obviously goalkeeper there's a shit ton of options uh, I'm not going to read through them because I think every goalkeeper in MLS is pretty much American. Um, yeah. Nick Romando, one of them. Pretty good. Yeah, Romando, Hamid, Milia, Robles, Guzan, Bongo. <laughs> You're not going to read through them, but then I kind of made yeah, you. Hey, hey, it's okay. <laughs> There's a lot of things I do that I don't want to do. Um, so that's the show. That, that's all I got, Jason. That's I don't know if you have anything else you want to say about this week in Major League Soccer, U.S. Soccer. Go right ahead. Um, there was I don't even I I had some, but it's it's gone now. So, <laughs> so someone Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati was was looking at uh, or they made an offer for Ozzy Alonso. Did you see that? I don't know if I like that. Or it's rumored. I don't, I don't know if I like that. It's interesting. They have a but lot that's of, like, just something I wanted. Defensive type players, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're really going heavy on the defensive end. Yeah, they'll score two goals yeah. this season, but they will, they'll let up five. I don't know. FC Cincinnati, I, I like some of their moves, and then I am absolutely just being question mark on some of them. Um,. But that's all I got for this episode. Maybe if New York City can go out and at least give me a rumor of a striker that they're going to try to sign to replace David Villa, I'd be happy. But otherwise, I'm... Dom Dwyer. God, no. Um, they're going to pick up Dom Dwyer and CJ Sapong. <laughs> but then CJ Sapong is going to start and score 28 goals. Yeah, I will kiss CJ Sapong's feet <laughs> if he fucking does <laughs> I oh god. You also like owe me everything if I speak that into existence. So <laughs> I owe uh I owe Jason and NYCFC MLS Cup. Um <laughs> This episode is gonna be coming out the probably technically the morning of January fourth, because I'll probably not get this up until past midnight right now on the East Coast. Um <laughs> So listen to it tomorrow morning on your commute to work. Well, people, people, regardless, people will probably listen on the fourth, yeah. regardless of you uploaded it in the You're thirty listening. minutes or not. Well, hey, hey, so, <laughs> someone might get get a minute in. I don't know. 
Um, so enjoy this on the fourth. Um, <laughs> when I tweet this out and when I put it on Instagram, then they call you out. They're like, actually, I listened to it for one minute. <laughs> um, I'm a third. This out and when I put it on Instagram, I will be putting out our our drafted rosters and tell us who won. Tell us you think Jason's team's better, my team's better, and let's see if I can get the two and zero, or if Jason can pick up a win in week two. And Sam's. You know you want to. You know you want to. People wins in our in our in our one draft completed so far. So watch out. Um, thank you guys for listening. That was episode <laughs> 87. We'll get 88 next week. And hopefully we can have all three of us on and we can do a, uh, a three person draft, make a super draft, super, Oh, super draft. I like it. Um, thank you guys for listening <laughs> and uh, enjoy your weekend.